Welcome to Daha Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Here we are offering you the constructional Chinese history and what's the thoughts, origins, and background knowledge behind the stories. We also provide several Chinese vocabularies related with the story to help you understand and memorize. Let's get started. Hi everyone, how's going today? I'm Jill, the co-host and a Chinese language teacher in Daha Chinese. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm the founder of Da Hua Chinese. Today, let's discuss a very interesting topic: the Chinese characters, 汉字 or 中文字 Yeah, because we are both Chinese teachers. In the episode about Zhang Jie creating characters, the 中文字 or 汉字 We realize that actually we want to share many things,、um, but due to the time limit, we decide to have a separate episode to discuss it. Yep. So the first topic we want to discuss today is why Chinese characters 汉字 have simplified 简体 and traditional 繁体 forms. Hmm. Uh, when people decide to learn Chinese, teachers like me would ask whether they want to learn traditional or simplified Chinese, like 繁体字 or 简体字 Yep. Generally, if it's part of a school curriculum, students learn whatever the school teaches, right?、Mm, yeah. But students can also choose between traditional and simplified characters based on their needs. Hmm. That's right. I remember you used to be a teacher at a school、uh, where simplified characters, 简体字 were taught directly, right? Yeah,、mm. that's because parents felt that the simplified characters, 简体字 better suited their needs.、Mm, yeah, and in the other hand, my students they were Japanese experts working in Taiwan, and they choose to learn traditional characters mostly. Yeah, so why there are two different forms of Chinese writing?、Mm, it's because of the literacy campaign 扫盲运动 in China. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the 扫盲运动 which is a literacy campaign, was a policy implemented by Mao Zedong in the 1950s after he gained control of China. Historically, only the wealthy and aristocrat would、uh, receive education, so most people couldn't read or write Chinese.、Um, these people were called 文盲 which is illiterate. Like they are blind in reading, so they did the literacy campaign, which is the 扫盲运动 just to eliminate the 文盲 Yeah. Did this policy significantly change the lives of people in China?、Mm, not really. It was mainly aimed at promoting the development of communist <laughs> ideology.、Um, <clears throat> additionally, there were numerous wars and man-made disasters at that time, resulting in a significant loss of population. So the number of people who can read and write decreased. 
However, they need to rebuild their government and schools since the ROC, which is which is the Republic of China, which is the lead by the Kuomintang. They brought a lot of professors, scholars,、uh, experts, and skilled people to Taiwan. There was a significant need for paperwork, which required a large workforce, and、uh, that's why they made this policy. Okay.、Mm-hmm. So besides the reasons mentioned, another perspective is that literacy is a prerequisite for social and economic development, and it's a fundamental human right. The literacy campaign reflects the Chinese government's emphasis on the well-being and rights of the people. Right.、Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> undeniable that since the start of the literacy campaign. China's economy and development in agriculture and industry have improved significantly. Setting aside politics, many people's lives have indeed become better due to this policy. Wow! In summary, <laughs> it is still closely tied to politics, and it did have some po- positive effects. But they encountered a problem when implementing it, which was the difficulty of Chinese characters, the Chinese characters. That's right.、Mm. Writing Chinese characters, Han Zi, is really not easy. Ah, no, exactly no. <laughs> Those who received education from a young age have already become accustomed to the composition and thinking process of Chinese characters, Han Zi.、Um, however, older farmers in their like seventies or village ladies, 大妈 in their fifties, they. Probably not be able to immediately remember such complex traditional Chinese characters, which is the fan ti zi. Yeah, I had a former Chinese colleague who was very grateful for this policy. Actually,、mm. she believed that the promotion of simplified characters significantly reduced the difficulty of learning and updated the Chinese characters, making them simpler to categorize. Okay. Some people in Taiwan refer to them as disabled character, which is a Chan Ti Zi. The writing characters are handicapped.、Mm. <laughs> Many Taiwanese people are proud of using the traditional Chinese characters, the Fan Ti Zi. Indeed, simplified characters lack the beauty of character creation. Agree?、Mm. Yeah, and the meaning of some characters have been lost. For example, the character for love has a heart component in traditional characters, but the simplified character removed the heart.、Mm. So some romantic teachers say, "Without a heart, how can there be love?"、Mm. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and、uh, my student also told me that the simplified character, the Jian Ti Zi. For dragon, long doesn't really looks like the long the dragon. However, nowadays many Chinese language teachers find alternative ways to explain simplified characters, the Jian Ti Zi, but it's not really their original meaning, and it's just for the convenience of teaching.、Um, I'm sure that our listeners must be very curious about. 
Why Taiwan uses traditional characters? Why China uses simplified characters? Hmm. It's because Taiwan was under Japanese colonization during the World War II, and in the 1930s, the Kuomintang, which is the、uh, Republic of China government, they came to Taiwan.、Um, for example, my grandmother. She studied Japanese in elementary school, and then suddenly, like in a period of, of time, it changed and switched into the Chinese in the next month. So the people who formed the Kuomintang government, which is the Republic of China, and the administrative officials who came to Taiwan with them were mostly scholars, professors, or technical personnel, and in other words. Highly educated individuals who could read and write traditional characters. They are the people who know how to read and write the 繁体字 So that's why Taiwan's education system directly inherited their planning from their time in China. Hmm.、Mm. My grandparents and uncles. Also came to Taiwan with the Chinese Nationalist Party,、mm, the, or you might know as Kuomintang, aka KMT government, the Republic of China. <laughs> My grandfather from mother's side also participated in the Chinese Civil War and then came to Taiwan with the government.、Mm. So my mother grew up in military dependence villages. It really feels so close to me. Wow, <laughs> I have a very different background with you.、Mm. Um, yeah, my family came to Taiwan、uh, with Zheng Chenggong、uh, during the Ming Dynasty, and they even held position during the Qing Dynasty. So I'm considered a very native Taiwanese. <laughs>、mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard that my great great grandmother was a Aboriginal. Wow,、mm. <laughs> you can look up your grand grand grandmother's family. Maybe you're a princess of the Aboriginals. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I wish it can be the true, but I don't even know her name actually.、Mm. Moreover, um, during the early Han Chinese immigrant to Taiwan, genealogical records. Were quite messy.、Uh, during the Qing Dynasty, only single men were allowed to come to Taiwan, so the Qing government was restrained their families. This resulted in many single men coming to Taiwan without being able to find wives. So some even married one wife together with three or four other men. However, since the original society in Taiwan was was matrilineal in some area, Han Chinese like Han Zhuren often deceived them for land, and the children born from such unions are、uh, gradually assimilated into the Han Chinese culture. So we consider ourselves in Taiwan the Han Chinese, but many of us are actually descendants of Aboriginals. So at that time,、hmm. their children must have learned traditional characters, 繁体字 Am I right? Well, it would depend on、uh, whether this family is rich enough to provide the kid to educate.、Um, if they do. 
they can learn Chinese. But in that time, most of the people were trilinguals, since they need to cooperate with people talking about like Hokkien and Hakka dialect, or to understand their Aboriginal mother talking about. However, since the Taiwanese Aboriginals mostly didn't have a writing system, these people would only learn how to read and write Chinese, and they. Not only learned traditional characters, which is the Fan Ti Zi, but also had to learn another language, the spoken language, which is called Mandarin, Guan Hua, if they want to work in the government. So, what is Guan Hua? Is it different from the Chinese we usually speak? Yeah. So,、um, in English, it's very hard to like really distinguish what is the Mandarin different from Chinese. Many people might think, "Ah,、oh, the Mandarin Chinese," but they are actually different languages. So, the Guanhua, the Mandarin, refers to the language used by government department. Uh, since China is a very very big country, and each region has its own dialect, the Mandarin Guanhua serves as a common language to facilitate smooth communication in the government. And the Mandarin Guanhua during the late Qing Dynasty was somewhat similar to Beijing dialect, since the capital is in Beijing, and all the emperor like or royal family they are all. Lived and grow in Beijing, so it's more like the Beijing dialect. So when the common people they went to work, they spoke a different language in the government, and at home they spoke their mother tongue, which is the local dialect. So in the past, government officials needed to be highly educated to learn another languages. But I guess the differences between these two languages wouldn't be too big. Am I right? It depends on where you live.、Um, so all the language that, including all the dialects, are actually all are called Chinese. But only the government spoken language is called Mandarin. So if you belong to a minority ethnic group or like living in the like. Deep in the mountain,、uh, your language would be quite different from the Mandarin, the Guanhua. It's similar to how Taiwanese people learn a second foreign language. So the Guanhua, the Mandarin, have its own writing system. They just use the Chinese characters, the Fan Ti Zi, to write. And in ancient China, regardless of the spoken language. All the people using the same writing system, so all the people are using the Fan Ti Zi, the traditional Chinese. So you are talking in your local dialect, and you are writing the same characters, the Han Zi or Fan Ti Zi. So spoken differently, but writing in the same. And so some people. Could have written conversations, even if they couldn't understand each other's spoken words. And the system was spread to ancient Japan, Korea, or Vietnam. So during that time, 
they must have used traditional characters. Am I right?、Mm -hmm. So, how did simplified characters evolved from traditional characters? So, how the 简体字的 simplified Chinese evolved from the traditional Chinese, right? So, um, actually, there are many different types of calligraphy, uh, in Chinese, and one of the style is called cursive script style, which is the Cao Shu. And when calligraphers reached a certain stage, they deconstructed the structure of characters and focused on capturing the essence of their meaning. So, simplified characters, which is the Jian Ti Zi. Were created based on、uh, these simplified writing styles.、Mm -hmm. Simplified characters are indeed much easier to learn than traditional characters, and many overseas Chinese communities in Southeast Asia now mainly use simplified characters as their main medium for learning Chinese. As my experience,、mm -hmm. but is it not? Good to learn traditional characters. Well, actually, until around 1990s, most of them were learning traditional characters. At that time, Taiwan's economy was better, and there was a greater emphasis on education for overseas Chinese. We called them Chao Min or Chao Sheng. So, in the 1960s. China had the Cultural Revolution, which is the 文化大革命 and many people immigrated overseas. Scholars in Taiwan believed it was their responsibility to pass on Chinese culture, the 中华文化 and language, which is the 中文 So the government established the Overseas Chinese Affairs Commission. We call them 侨委会 to assist in the establishment and development of overseas Chinese schools, which is a 海外中文学校 Yeah. So, but I still don't understand why they learned simplified characters instead of traditional characters. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I'm going to explain. Okay, so after the 1990s, Chinese leader Deng Xiaoping implemented the policy of reform and opening up, which significantly boosted the economy in the eastern coastal regions of China and increased its global influence. Many overseas Chinese communities in Southeast Asia realized that learning simplified characters, 简体字 was more suitable for their business endeavors. So overall, simplified characters, the 简体字 were more practical. Can we say that the popularity of simplified characters worldwide? Is due to their high commercial purpose. Yeah, maybe yeah. So it's about doing business with Chinese people. However, if you want to understand Chinese culture, the Zhonghua Wenhua or history, I still recommend learning traditional characters, the Fan Ti Zi. I have learned traditional characters since childhood, and I can easily understand the inscriptions on antiques and learn the calligraphy. So, if a person from mainland China want to learn calligraphy, he or she has to start from the scratch with traditional characters. They need to learn from the beginning. 
which can be quite challenging. Yeah, that's true.、Mm. And I truly think humans are amazing creatures. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. From the invention farming of characters by Zhang Jie, those simple symbols eventually evolved into complex scripts. It just shows that creativity is like a superpower for humans.、Mm. Don't you agree?、Uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that oracle bones were used for divination in ancient times. Can you tell us more about that? Ah, you are talking about the oracle bones, the 甲骨文 which、mm. is the origin of the Chinese characters, the 中文字 Um, the story is quite cool. So during the Qing Dynasty, um, there was a medicine herb. Uh, I will say that's herb,、uh, just kind of medicine in Chinese medicine called. Dragon bones, long gu, and that was believed to treat cough and dizziness. So an archaeologist named Wang Yirong discovered things on these bones that looked like Chinese characters, the Han Zi or Zhong Wen Zi. He brought more to the, his home and research and found out that medicinal materials. So actually, these like medicines are ancient animal bones. With earliest Chinese characters, so we call them the oracle bone script, which is the 甲骨文 Are you telling us、hmm? they ate ancient artifacts? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs>、uh, yeah, you can still buy it in some. Chinese medicine store in Taiwan, but it's been banned、uh, by the government in mainland China. So,、uh, like about three thousand years ago, back to the story,、uh, during the Shang Dynasty, the earliest record dynasty in China, people were highly superstitious. They would perform divination and rituals, oracle bones. Uh, which is the 甲骨文 was used by priests, or、uh, we can say witch or wizard, to write down the question they want to ask on the bone. They would then heat the bone over a fire and interpret the cracks to determine good or bad omens. Huh? So the areas with deeper cracks. Were considered more significant.、Mm? That's some strange logic. Well, it's because you don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they knew how to control it. I guess you might have to like use the time machine to travel back to ask them. I guess. <laughs> but I have to warn you: be careful because they believe that the most effective bones. Were human bones, <laughs> so if you really have a time machine to travel back, they might consider you as a like offering and cook you and to eat you. And the good thing is, I'm not a fan of time travel dramas. Then, so a life in ancient times is often different from what we imagine, actually, including oracle bones script, the 甲骨文 And we thought it was written on turtle shells, but it's because there weren't enough human skulls. So <laughs> sounds so creepy, <laughs> <laughs> so scary. So 
they use the turtle shells uh, as the substitutes to replace、uh, because they look similar. Okay, so besides human bones,、mm-hmm. what other materials were used for oracle bone divination? They also used animal bones, but each had different functions or levels of affectionness. It also depended on the social status of the person. The most effective were the skulls of royal members,、uh, following by the noble, <laughs> common people, and then turtle shells are animal bones. So. It seems like being an ordinary person、mm-hmm. is the most fortunate, after all. Yeah. So in the end, we are all descendants of cannibals, you know. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's、mm-hmm. over today.、Mm-hmm. If you like this episode, kindly let us know through the comments,、mm-hmm. and feel free to share your story of learning Chinese characters,、mm-hmm. and we will share your story in our podcast. You can also join our Facebook page by clicking the link below. Also, follow us on Instagram, Da Hua Chinese. You can also send us personal messages. We will love to hear from you. Yeah, if you are interested in a clear framework of Chinese dynasties, historical background, art, and lifestyle in different periods, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Wonderful. Let's see you in the group, as well as in the next episode of Da Hua Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Bye bye.